0: Welcome to my favorite podcast with Noah Marger.
1: She say, do you love me? I tell her only partly. I only love my bed and my mama. I'm sorry. That's from God's plan by Drake. And if you're listening to this, <laughs> to this show right now and you're thinking, Hmm, sounds, sounds a little different than it normally does. Uh, there is a reason for that. Uh, this is the first ever in-person record of my favorite podcast. We're coming to you live. <laughs> Might bleep that out. Just, just so that all the freaks who listen to this, uh, have a little bit of distance between me and the show. It's important to have a distance between your parasocial relationships (laughs) in your life so that you're not fucking tracking me down, uh, outside of normal business hours. Like you all do just slamming my fucking DMS all the time. We're doing a live one. I'm in LA. My guest is sitting right here, right next to me. He was nice enough to loan me some of his gear for today and it's uh it's important to note that about for the we did this two weeks later he'd be gone already he'd be gone in the middle of the night so
0: i'd be out he
1: would would just be fucking out and i would be like well doing it over shitty zoom (laughs) like always but but we're here and we're doing it uh welcome to my favorite podcast this is the podcast about people's favorite things i'm the host of the show whether you like it or not Noah marger Probably not. Today you'll like it, though. Today, let me see, what does that sound like? Does that sound any different? Me drinking the water right up next to the mic? Does that sound okay? I'm sure that'll sound really cool and really good. It's not like I'm doing it in live, you know? I uh, Hope everyone's doing all right. Hope everyone's doing okay. It's hot as fuck out here in LA these days. Trying to get some good air conditioning going in the room. And it stinks. My room stinks. It smells like shit because I'm sweating in the middle of the night in my bed. Is that terrible? Is that gross? Is <laughs> that fucking disgusting? But we're doing it live, which is cool. So I'm just gonna go ahead and introduce the guest. I forgot. I for fucking forgot to read you the intro. So you might hate this intro a lot because I normally read it for the guests beforehand. Uh, so I really hope that you don't hate this intro guest. Uh, but here we go. My guest today is director, editor, and cinematographer known for his short films, Falling Apart. And Manther, he's also the in-house photographer and videographer for Workshop 5001, a Los Angeles-based automotive company. You can hear outside the car, just drive by. It was pretty cool. Maybe that'll show up on the track. Maybe it won't. Buddy is uh, the in-house photographer and videographer for Workshop 5001, an L.A.-based automotive company known for their restoration of modern and vintage sports cars. We're squeaking him in right before he flies the coupe from L.A. Very happy to have him here. Very grateful that we were able to do this in person with the gear that he is loaning us and his wonderful Central Oregon smile that he is giving me right now. Fucking walking out of the corn. Please Please welcome to the show. Ben Massey, Ben, hey, clap, 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 Ooh. Ben's got, he actually brought the uh, the mic stand, I'm free balling it, I've got the, I'm just holding the mic, how's that working out for you over there?
0: It's working great.
1: That's good, how thank are you, you doing?
0: I'm doing great, thank you for having me Noah.
1: Yeah man, absolutely, thank you for a little peek, little peek behind the production curtain, coming over yesterday and troubleshooting this shit with me for like two hours, so. Yeah, but
0: you got a preface though. Okay. That wasn't how yesterday started. That wasn't the first time I saw you yesterday.
1: When was okay? So how should I start? Well, how, when was the first time you saw? him? Oh, right. Yeah. What You want to tell people maybe what happened earlier? Than we had that? a
0: little. We had a little surprise run-in on the one ten freeway. That's true. I That's was true. sitting there. I was heading to work, just sitting in my car, right-hand lane, exit lanes, one over. Look in my rearview mirror, and I just see some curly hair and a big <laughs> smile, just ripping down the road in a blue Honda Accord, and uh, I was like, huh. That's a little, that looks, that looks a little familiar. <laughs> looks looks a little familiar. and yeah. He just blows by organ plates. And I was like, God damn, that was no margin. That was me, baby. So I whip out and I like get behind you and I'm just honking my horn. And I don't know, were you listening to music or something? Or like... I was
1: listening to, have you ever heard the song Common People by William Shatner?
0: Uh-uh.
1: It's a Ben, Ben Folds did an entire album with uh-huh. William Shatner uh-huh. and he like produced the whole thing. And it's fucking incredible. Like, I know that sounds stupid as fuck, that William Shatner album would be, like, amazing. Uh But that song specifically is, like, mind-blowingly good.
0: I'll have to give it a listen. <laughs>
1: it's so good. Maybe I'll even play it for you here live. Maybe Ooh. a little bit. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. That sounds uh, great. But so I was listening to that. So I legitimately didn't hear any honks.
0: Okay, because I was literally on your ass. Like I thought you would look <laughs> in your rearview mirror or something, but I guess you just don't look back, dude. I guess you
1: just <laughs> <laughs> not fucking paying attention. Yeah, because I'm, I'm
0: all. sitting there. I'm honking. I'm like honking and honking and like. I'm like, what the fuck? I literally was behind you for probably about three quarters of a mile before I called you.
1: Yeah, and then I get the call, and we were supposed to you were supposed to come over later in the day to do the troubleshooting stuff. And I'm like, "Oh, is he about to like cancel on me? Like, what's going on?" So I answer the phone. And I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" Just so, just like no idea what's happening at all. And you're like, "Look behind you <laughs> for for once." I look behind you, and it's a fucking Porsche sitting right behind me. That was fucking crazy.
0: Yep. Did a little side by side, rolled our windows down, gave each other a kiss, and off we went.
1: Little kiss caused a 40 car pile <laughs> on the one ten. Yeah.
0: If you were in traffic on the 110 yesterday at around 10 30 in the morning. Yeah. yeah, sorry, that was us.
1: Yeah, that was us. Yeah, we that fucked was us. your entire day up. Uh, uh-huh. I was coming home. I was telling you I before we started recording, I went to go see a late night movie at the Los Feliz Los Feliz three, as we so lovingly figured out. Los Feliz three. And uh I was getting on the five over in that area, that general area kind of by, I guess what would be Griffith park ultimately. And it was like 1230 in the morning. And I see there's like seven fire trucks just taking up the entirety of, what I think is Riverside drive. And it's so late and I'm like tired and I'm like, maybe I could squeeze through these, (laughs) these seven trucks in the road. And so I'm like driving over the fucking like hose or whatever And then this one just fire guy who was, like, in the back of the truck, didn't even have, like, a full uniform on, just, like, couldn't hear him, but his arms were just going back and forth at me, just, like, mouthing, like, fuck you, get the fuck out of (laughs) here, like, back the fuck up. And I was like, oh, baby, I'm back in L.A., that's it, that's the special sauce of being back in L.A. So I had some fucked up shit happen to me on the road yesterday, more or less. Welcome to L.A. Welcome to Los Angeles, folks.
0: Fucked up shit happens on the road every day.
1: Damn. (laughs) Damn. Anything fuck? any besides seeing me <laughs> at ten thirty in the morning, anything fucked up happened to recently on the road? Or been easy easy breezy? The
0: the last one I can think of was there was just some dude. I was I was heading up to Carpinteria to go fishing. Um okay. and That's like right out of Southern Barber, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and there's just a dude standing in the middle of the road, just pants down. <laughs> just yeah. like nude in the middle of the road, like just looking like he had no idea what the hell was going on.
1: Was he jacking his little cog? No, but <laughs> no, I, but yeah. just
0: real quick little segue. Another LA little thing is uh you know the saying, "Sir, this is a Wendy's."
1: Absolutely. Sound earlier today.
0: Yeah, I've uh I've experienced the "Sir, this is a Wendy's." Um okay. my wife Christina and I were getting baked potatoes at the Wendy's in the Empire Center in Burbank.
1: Shout out to the Empire Center. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> St- straight up fucking straight shout up. out to the Empire Center, baby. <laughs> A lot of good stuff going on there. Walmart, Target. Is there a Best Buy over there?
0: Best Buy, Krispy Kreme, REI.
1: One of the best places in all of Los Angeles.
0: Michael's, Walmart. (laughs) Outback Steakhouse. Walmart two
1: there's five walmarts just in the empire center but you're over there getting some baked potatoes
0: over there getting baked potatoes we're chilling we're waiting for our baked potatoes and we just see this dude over in the corner just like fucking jerking it in the corner of the (laughs) wendy's just fucking just no shame
1: was he all like isolated or were there people around him or what
0: it was kind of i mean it was like 10 30 11 at night or something sure you know but this dude was just yeah it was uh so sir this is a wendy's
1: tough day at the office for that guy Needed to unwind a little bit by jacking it in public. <laughs> Just a fucking asshole. More like a uh, more like a prick. Um, ben,
0: let's get going.
1: Let's do this shit. Can I ask you Noe's question? I you, I swear to God. If we weren't doing this in person, I would have told you everything that we're doing in the show, but I didn't. I We just went straight into it. So you probably didn't even know there's a Noe's question that I'm about to ask you, did you? Send it. Let's do it.
0: Well, I mean, I've, I've listened to your podcast before, so. So you know. So I, I know. Okay. I'm prepared. You're, I did my homework.
1: You're one of the good ones. Let's go. It's no Noe's question. Thank you, Alexander Barrett, for that. Remember talking about cars today? Specifically, we're talking about one specific car ultimately toward the end of the show, or toward the second half of the show, we'll talk about it more specifically. But I'm just curious, some of the best places that you've driven, some of the worst places that you've driven.
0: Hmm. Um right off the bat. Best place that I've driven. I mean honestly LA is a pretty amazing place to drive. Really? Uh, really. It seems a little counterintuitive yeah. actually. Yeah, it is. It's simultaneously one of the best and the worst places to drive. Okay. One of the best because it's so hilly and there's all these different roads and all these canyons that there's just thousands of miles of these amazing canyon roads that are just all around sure. Los Angeles. Like up in the Angeles National Forest, one of the best roads in the entire United States is Angeles Crest Highway. Sure. Um, like out to Malibu, tons of great roads out there. Um you know, like up above Silmar and, you know, that area up in the San Gabriel Valley. Lots of great roads. Okay. Lots of great roads heading out towards like Big Bear. Just great roads everywhere. Like once you kind of get out of the, you know, out of the, the sprawl what of the city. What makes it a great
1: road? Just the openness and the and the the wind or just the fact that like what makes it a great road?
0: Uh, lack of traffic.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Lack of like houses. You oh, know? yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so it's usually like out kind of in the country. Not so many houses, so people will like run out of their house and like throw rocks at you, which has happened to me before. For real? Yeah, for real. For driving like an asshole, but in LA? Yeah.
1: Wow, that's fucked up.
0: Um, People
1: are so fucking stupid here, dude. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) It's fucking throwing a rock at a car going 120 miles an hour. Unless you're fucking like I don't know Madison Bumgarner or some shit. That rock's not doing anything. Mm -mm. Stupid.
0: Well, it might break your windshield, but
1: I mean, like, you're but you're going right. Yeah, so what are they like, gonna do? Well, I
0: mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know. You know, you'd be surprised. People have good aim.
1: And people got people. Hey, everyone, everyone's a star in L.A. They all yeah. got that rocket arm. They all got that boost. That Madden power up.
0: They've all tried out for the Dodgers.
1: Four, five hundred times. Uh, okay, so that's what makes it a good road. Any other like?
0: Well, a few other things. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the 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 twisties, you know, corners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having good corners makes it a good road. Um, you know, having a variety of different kinds of corners elevation changes like going low to high or over hills and around stuff you know that it just like think about a good roller coaster you know sure it goes up and down and around and twists and all that stuff now drive it you know that's a that's a good road okay interesting um so kind of has all the same like banked turns off camber turns like elevation changes good scenery bonus if you've got some good scenery absolutely um yeah i mean that's and there's no shortage of that here. There's like as many good roads as you could think yeah. everywhere.
1: Well, we we'll make what constitutes a bad a bad place to drive or a bad road.
0: You know what it is like the four o five at five p.m. <laughs> yeah, you know? that shit. I mean, that's yeah.
1: well, you went on worst that on your worst enemy. That shit sucks.
0: Or like the you know suburban, uh, like let's say you go to Huntington Beach and you just got that like main highway that runs the middle like through the middle of it. That's just a stoplight every like, you know, You're talking about PCH. About, well, PCH is kind of like that for a little bit, a couple parts, but like there's this one highway that runs through Huntington beach. That's just like, there's no, you know, interstate that runs in and out. So sure. it's just like stoplight after stoplight, after stoplight, after stoplight, sure, like, that yeah, sucks. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a shitty road.
1: That is a shitty road. I don't know what that is, to be honest with you. It's I'm not like think a, what that is. Yeah. Just some state highway or whatever.
0: It's just like, a, yeah, it's just a road. Like it's just a big road. It's like an eight lane road, you know, but just it's just running
1: through the middle of Huntington beach and there's a stoplight like every block.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it goes like through like Huntington Beach and Manhattan Beach, and like it's like because there's no freeway that 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 goes in and out of there.
1: I don't know what the fuck that is, dude.
0: Here, let me do some research.
1: Yeah, just some quick, some quick googling. Quick, quick googling. I'm looking at the map as well.
0: It's the 39.
1: The 39.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's in Huntington Beach.
0: Yep. It runs from Huntington Beach off the one.
1: Oh shit! Okay, yes, and it goes all the way up through Westminster. Yep. And Stanton. Yep. Okay.
0: That shit is uh is not even a fucking highway. It's literally just like stoplights the whole length of it.
1: Yeah, that runs basically from like southern or like southern Orange County from Huntington Beach all the way up to like La Mirada, basically. Yeah. Damn. Yeah,
0: and it's just straight. So that road sucks. That road sucks. Straight. It's like full of just stopping and going. Like it's no fun.
1: Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. Yes,
0: dude. Uh, Okay. Well, thanks for answering Noe's
1: question. I knew you knew that was going to (laughs) happen. I didn't need to tell you about it beforehand. Uh, But we're talking about cars. Before we actually get to talking about sort of our dream car today, sort of the favorite car, I just want to talk about your sort of relationship to cars as a whole. I said you you could pick anything, more or less anything, uh, to talk about on the show. Why did you end up picking cars slash this specific car like what made what led you to that choice
0: well i think for anyone who kind of knows me personally um it's kind of hard to think about me i think without also thinking of cars because yeah it's such a like big part of my life um cars are something that i do but i'm like i don't know i do for work i do as for fun it's like i'm interested in kind of all the aspects of cars and racing and Automotive design and culture and all sure. that stuff, um, so I don't know. It's it's one of the things that I feel like I'm actually pretty well versed at. Sure. Um, I don't know everything, obviously, but I mean, I, I can talk for hours about cars. So if I'm going to get on a podcast and talk, I might as well talk about something that I can talk for hours about with. You Absolutely.
1: Know? Uh, where did you? When did you first realize that they sparked something in you? Like, when did you first realize that, like, oh, like to me, cars are not just a thing that get you from point a to point b
0: i don't know man it's kind of been like as long as i can remember oh shit okay like my my earliest memory like one time i was in therapy yeah and it was like we were doing like the earliest memory thing okay and and my therapist was like what's your earliest memory and i was like fuck like let me think about that and uh a few days went by like was like kind of thinking about like what, what my earliest memory actually was and my earliest memory was actually riding in the back of a car. Oh wow. Yeah. I was like and I like ran it by my parents too. I was like, Hey, do you guys remember if this ever happened? Right. And they were like, Yeah. Like and they were like, What the fuck? Like you how'd you remember that? Like Damn, you were dude. tiny, like you were like maybe two years old or something. But my earliest memory was like riding. So I'm gonna just preface this. A little bit of backstory. My dad is a huge car guy. So that classic influenced, I think, a lot of my interest in cars. But him sure. and I have have kind of different taste in cars and trucks okay. and automobiles and shit. So he's always been into cars and motorcycles and vehicles. Anything and, with a motor. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um so he's always had interest in cars throughout our, you know, out my life in the family and sure. cycling through. Literally, and I'm not kidding, hundreds of cars. Holy shit! He's owned hundreds of cars, just over like you know, for a long time. The longest I think he ever kept a car was like maybe two years. You know, Damn. And he'd get a new car. Like we, he'd always have multiple cars, just always like cycling through cars, and was always doing it in kind of a way that like he wouldn't really lose any money. He'd, like buy a car that like was you know desirable, and then keep it for a little bit, maybe fix it up, and then sell it for kind of like the same amount of money they bought for. Breaking even a lot of the time. Yeah. yeah, nice. So it's just like a thing that he did as a hobby, you know, and he, he had a shop, so he'd like do a lot at of work. At your
1: place? He had like an on-site thing or would he like at the house?
0: Um, well, we, we, we moved around a bunch, um, but like he, wherever we moved to, he'd have like, he would bring his shop like basically with him. He'd either rent a place or like that shop would be attached to the house or, you know, he'd like have like a, you know, rent like a separate building and have like that be a sure. work- workshop.
1: Damn, okay. Um a little traveling workshop type thing. Yeah. Very cool.
0: So so anyway, yeah, the uh
1: shout out to Mr. Massey for always <laughs> always coming always coming through with these cars, damn.
0: So he's always he's always been into weird cars. Um so my earliest memory is riding in the back of a Hummer H one. Wow. Um they even
1: make that anymore? No. I didn't think so.
0: Yeah. Damn. No. They so they made the Hummer H one from like ninety, I don't know, six or something to two thousand and six, like it um, wasn't around for for that long. Was that the
1: biggest of the Hummers?
0: No, I think the H two was. The
1: H two was. Yeah, the okay.
0: H two is like the you know the baller one that's like looks like it's just all like yeah
1: a fucking tank basically.
0: Yeah. Well, the the H one looks like the military truck.
1: Oh, that's the one that looks like yeah. the military truck. Okay.
0: And then the one after that looks like you know like P Diddy like took that one and like threw some yeah pimped at his own ride like, yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. So the H two is like a soccer mom like mega mobile, you know, <laughs> right. and or for dudes it's just like really you know.
1: Yeah, who needs some
0: needs something to you know compensate for something? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, what are you doing in the back of an H H one then?
0: I don't know. I'm just sitting in the back of the H one. We, we lived in Colorado at the time, and I was just like looking out the window, looking at the mountains going by. And uh, I think my parents were having an argument about like what car my dad was going to get next because we were <laughs> on the way to go trade in the H one on something else. Classic, dude. So classic
1: my- car memory building, blooming first memory. In yeah. the car on the way to go trade the car in. Yeah, classic right. shit.
0: Yeah, and I think uh like I had like a babysitter at the time, and she was sitting. The H one has this weird back seat where it's not like a, it's basically two bucket seats that oh, sit okay. side with like a big platform in the middle. So there's like three feet of kind of empty space in the middle in the back. Weird. And you sit kind of down in these little bucket seats. There's only two seats in the back. So there's two seats in the front, and then two seats in the back. And then there's this big, like, shelf kind of in the middle, which is where all the, like, running gear and stuff is that gives it high clearance. So Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so so you're like, like,
1: you can't, like, fit a lot of people in that car, ultimately.
0: No, not really. No.
1: So it's just a huge gas-guzzling piece of shit, then?
0: Yeah, that can go, like, off, you know. it's And they're not even really that good off-road.
1: I was going to say, I feel like they're they like, wouldn't be at that yeah, point. Yeah.
0: They're decent off-road for what they are, and they're cool. It was, like, an interesting idea, but they're not, like... Compared to a Jeep or something, like they're not, you know, you can you can make a Jeep go way more places than a Hummer.
1: Damn. So why even bother with them then? Like just because they were fucking huge?
0: I don't know, honestly. They're, <laughs> it's I, so I, stupid. Yeah, I don't know. But, but
1: but your father had a H one for a while.
0: He had three, actually. He had
1: three H ones, <laughs> <H1s, laughs> which ultimately add up, you get an H one plus an H one plus an H one, and that's yeah. an H three at a certain point. Yep. Damn. Uh,
0: so he, yeah, he went through three. Um, he had one. He had like one of the truck ones, and he had a convertible, and then he had like a wagon. Because um, he, you know, was trying. Got to gotta decide. try them all. Yeah, of course. he's <laughs> trying to decide which one. And I think the reason why he he bought it originally was because we lived when we lived in Colorado. We lived out in this cabin uh, that was like off grid off grid cabin. The only way to get to it in the summer was to drive up this really like you know sure. gnarly dirt road. Um, and in the winter time, the only way to get to it was with a snowmobile. So, So that
1: was the only way you could get to this cabin. Yeah. Are you like, I mean, you're probably not even like near civilization at that point, are you? No, we were. We were were
0: like, we were probably the closest towns were um, like Telluride and your, you know, Telluride, Uray, and Ridgeway. Um,
1: So that's like what, southeastern Colorado?
0: Southwestern Colorado. Southwestern Colorado. Okay. So you're closer to like, in the San Juans.
1: In the San Juan. So you're like closer yeah. to New Mexico then. Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. cool. Nice. Yeah. Beautiful
0: area. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Insanely uh-huh. beautiful.
1: Like, I drove through Colorado this summer and I was like, fuck, why am I living here like right now? This is like so nice.
0: Yeah, it's unreal. It's uh,
1: it's like the Pacific Northwest with just like higher elevation at the end of the day. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Um, okay, so you're in the back of this car. It's your first memory. They're going to trade in the car. After that, is it just like a just like a constant just like... I'm going to see what dad's doing in the shop, just like learning things from him or like, how does the love of cars grow and how does it evolve over time as you get older?
0: Yeah. I mean, it was kind of like that. Um, My dad would always ask me for help on stuff like hold this tool, you know, like here, come do this thing or like, you know, my mom would have to leave to go do something. My dad would be looking after me. So he'd like just park me in the corner, like with some toy cars and like, he'd be over working on his car and like, you know, in the shop. Like, so I'd just be like, I was just always around it sure you know um so he he was always into motorcycles okay. like that was kind of his main thing was he okay. he raced motorcycles for a long time he was like really really into motorcycles when i was i think five years old he bought me a motorcycle like for christmas and then <laughs> threw threw me in a motorcycle race <laughs> like what the, what the like a dirt dude, like a little dirt bike and then was literally like all right like you're on this little like kids' dirt bike. I'm gonna teach you how to ride it, and then like next weekend at the rodeo, I'm gonna enter you in like the little kids' race.
1: Wow, dude, <laughs> crazy! What was your th- what were you thinking at that point? Were you pumped? Were you scared? I was Somewhere scared as shit, yeah. dude. It
0: was like it was like freaking me out.
1: <laughs> I'm sure it was. Yeah. It's freaking me out hearing about it now, all those years later. Holy yeah. shit! Okay, so what happens? You get there. And do you do the race or are you like fuck Yeah, this? yeah, I
0: did the race. I think I still have the trophy from there. I got like fourth or something. Okay, I mean? but but I mean, I was like five years old, and it's like you know, you look at like little five year olds riding motorcycles and doing like a little race, you know. And you're older, and it's like okay, they're they're tiny little bikes, and they're just kind of putting around yeah, track. Yeah, you know? they're not going they're
1: dangerously not, fast or anything. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I mean, at the time, I was like, you know, you're you're five years old. You're like, what the
1: fuck? yeah exactly <laughs> you're flying around that yeah. thing all a bunch of other five-year-olds just like all crowded around you that's gotta yeah. be insane
0: yeah it was insane and i did I, I didn't really have the best time honestly it was, it was I scary it. yeah it was like loud like lots of stuff like that some of the other kids that i was riding with too were like like way better than i was because sure. they probably had a motorcycle since they were like three yeah you know no kidding dude i mean your dad <laughs>
1: giving you that fucking thing a week before and being like Okay, you're going in. The, you're going in this thing. Next it wasn't. It wasn't
0: like a week. But it was probably like a couple months. Sure. But like it was, it felt like a week. You know? I'm sure it
1: did. Yeah. Yeah. Those. I mean, listen. The only time I've ever been on a motorcycle is when I got on your motorcycle in your backyard. That's right. Yeah. That's <laughs> the only time I've ever been on a motorcycle in my life, and it didn't even go anywhere. And I was like, "Fuck this! This thing is crazy."
0: Yeah, motorcycles are scary. They are scary. They're scary. Do but you, but they're fun. Do you
1: actively fun. drive yours around L.A.?
0: No, I sold mine. Oh,
1: you sold yours. Yeah, but okay. I did.
0: And I, I had two motorcycles in L.A. I had one street bike, and then I sold that because I, I didn't like riding it on the roads because right, it's you know it's gnarly. Um, it is gnarly, dude. I so mean, then I bought a dirt bike.
1: Would you go like in between lanes on the freeway and stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, I mean that's...
0: you have to, you have to because it's actually like one of the safer places to be. On the freeway. On the freeway, yeah. On a motorcycle, definitely.
1: I, I get not going out, super walk. fast, right?
0: but like when you're going slow. Yeah. Cause the, one of the, the worst or one of the, like when the most common time people get in motorcycle accidents is actually people rear ending them.
1: Oh, okay. so,
0: and, and if you get sandwiched in between two cars, you know, like that's
1: that you're game over. Yeah. I mean, yeah. or,
0: or you're just pinned or like that, that sucks. So right. if, if you can avoid being in between two cars as much as possible, that's, one of the safer places to be. So that's why, you know, that's why like filtering or lane splitting is, is legal in California because there's so much traffic, you know, if
1: right, it's actually safer for the motorcyclist to be doing that. Yeah. As opposed to just be idling in the lane with everybody else. Yeah. I get freaked out just having those guys come down Mm -hmm. my left or right side, dude. I'm like, you guys are you guys are fucking insane <laughs> for yeah. that, dude. The
0: Straight best thing up. you can do in that situation is just, you know, give them a little bit of room. Just right. make sure they got like some room to breathe because they're they're exposed, to, like, you know, they don't have a, a three thousand pounds of metal surrounding them Absolutely to help not. protect them, you know, like they're you know they, they got
1: five pounds of metal in the front of their forehead yeah. from all the times they fucking wiped it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Classic. Like, so anyway, back to the dirt bike thing. Like I did this dirt bike race, I finished it. I was like, This fucking sucked. This was scary. Yeah. <laughs> And then like my dad's friend, whose son was there, who was like racing against, like they did like the dads race, you know, like so my dad and like his dad raced, and my friend's dad, like fucking bit it on this jump like during the race and like flipped over and broke his collarbone. Oh my god! And like I like went to go see like what the deal was, and we were like going there, and I went with my buddy, who's you know is his dad. We like go like grab his dad, and his dad's like holding his arm, and his fucking collarbone's like. Poked out of his skin, oh my god! Out through his jersey, like sticking out of his, sh- like you know, yeah, exposed, exposed, bone. exposed bone. And then I was like, yeah, fuck this, like, <laughs> right. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do this. Like, yeah. this is this is cool, but yeah, not not, not for, for me. me. Yeah. yeah,
1: not my thing. Yeah, damn. So then that so, gets crossed off the list.
0: Yeah, yeah. So cars were kind of like the next.
1: Sure. You
0: know? They're like cars are cool, and also it was kind of interesting too because my dad was more into motorcycles, and I was like, well, I'm gonna be into cars. Sure. You know, like my dad liked cars, but it wasn't his like ma- you know his yeah. major passion. His
1: major passion was motorbikes motor- motorcycles. You're yeah. going I'm going four wheels. Yeah. I need to, I need two extra wheels in my life. Uh-huh. Yeah. I get that. Um you also not only do you just enjoy cars, something I know about you is that you enjoy restoring cars and you enjoy fixing cars up uh that had I have to imagine that came from, you know, being around that as a kid. How does that I guess like what is it about that specifically like the actual act of like fixing up cars is it like a meditative thing for you is it like a like I don't know I'm asking I'm just curious because to me that that actually sounds like infuriating to me like having to sit there and like tinker (laughs) with that kind of shit Uh so whenever I see people who are like really good with like their hands in like a woodworking way or like a mechanical way or like an electrical engineering way I'm like that's like a different brain than I have so I'm curious sure. like where, where what is it about that act that's important or exciting or like makes your heart like beat basically
0: um I think that the I don't know it's it's like calming I guess yeah you know it's 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 a way for me to distract myself I guess from my thoughts <laughs>
1: sure I yeah for sure a hundred percent you know it's a
0: yeah. uh, it, so in that way, it is meditative. Yeah, you know, and I kind of do that. Like I just like tinkering with a lot of stuff, like cameras, sure. you know, old cameras, cars, yeah, um, old electronics, like also, you know, drones, all sorts right. of just little little machines, you know. Yeah, sure. Um, because when you're think like when you're working on that stuff, like it's hard to kind of think about anything else. You know, you're ca- you you kind of got to focus on like what you're doing and what goes where, and like pay attention to like what part came off absolutely you know in the order of operations of everything and like what part does what and why is this broken you know or like why isn't it not working like you know it's all very like logical sure everything's all like laid out you know by someone else like it was designed by another person or like, right. other people and i don't know it's fun i just i think it's fun and uh it's interesting too i like seeing how people like come up with solutions to problems sure. you know yeah you
1: kind of get to reverse engineer or you get to learn about the car on a very like granular level yeah by taking it apart and having to like redesign or reimagine like what was actually happening in the first place yeah
0: definitely and, and one of the things with restoring cars or like fixing cars is that a lot of people i think if you're not into cars a lot of people i, I probably just assume that most cars are like very similar they're all yeah they're all they're all kind of more or less the same which is couldn't be further from the truth right they're so different you know sure even modern cars like are there's a just humongous difference in the engineering of a car like let's say like a new toyota camry yeah versus like a ford fusion like you look at you get two of those cars up on a lift and you look at underneath like how they're put together they have a lot of the same parts but the way that the designers and the engineers went about like putting it all together and the things that they used and the materials that they used and everything like totally different, totally different schools of thought, totally different mindsets, totally different like goals, you know, like
1: interesting. When you say goals, do you mean, I mean, in theory, like if, me talking here isn't the goal just to be able to go stop and you know do all the things that a car is supposed to do. So what do you mean you say goals?
0: Well what I mean goals is is it's like so these these car companies, they're still businesses. At the end of the day, they still need to make money, you know? Um and they they kind of approach that problem different ways, you know? Um so for some car companies, like they're like let's let's just use Ford as an example. Ford makes most of their money from their trucks. So, like, sure. the F-150, F-250, F- you know, all their all their trucks, like, it's the best-selling. That's best-seller. That's kind of yeah, what they're... Yeah, that's they're, their bread and butter. That's sure. where they put most of their resources into, okay. you know? Something like, like, let's just say the Ford Fiesta, you know, like right. a little economy car. Like, that is not their best-seller. So, no. that car is... It's a good car, but it's not, like the
1: it's kind of getting the short end of the stick in terms of what Ford prioritizes.
0: Yeah. And what their re what their, where their resources go, you know? So Ford's going to put most of their resources towards like their F one fifties, their Mustangs, like the cars that have kind of, you know, user bases that are like people who are like, I've owned an F one hundred and fifty for 25 years. Right. Like I'm always going to drive a Ford, like that kind of shit, you know, sorry, my pandering, but (laughs) um, I like it. Keep doing it. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. So like that, that's, it's, a Fiesta has a much different, you know, there's much, it's much more, more like, haphazardly laid out than, sure. like, an F-150, okay. you know? Sure. And you can see that if you kind of know what you, you know. If you know, you know what you're looking for. Yeah, exactly.
1: Interesting. I've never thought about cars as having goals before. Yeah. That's a very interesting way of thinking about a car.
0: And, like, all the different segments, you know, like. Crossovers, trucks, SUVs. Oh, like, know, like like
1: car style, car type. In that yeah. respect, okay. like they all
0: have different. They like they all fit very specific. They have these these companies have humongous teams, you know, that do market research and sure. study roads and like study people's driving habits, and they like Absolutely. very specifically craft these cars to fit certain target markets and niches. Okay, sure, that you makes know? sense. Yeah, you're, uh, not,
1: you're probably your, you know, your family of four is probably not needing, you know a fucking you know ex- excursion or something like yeah. that most likely
0: well not unless you're from like fucking kentucky or right. arkansas and you just need to load everybody up and tow the boat and tow <laughs> the tractor <laughs> or and throw
1: the dead pigs that you're shooting the, yeah, out in exactly. the fields or whatever yeah, yeah just fucking throwing whole ass hogs in the back
0: yeah and you need a truck you know so like i don't know it, it depends like there's i guess all, that's true
1: yeah not only are you a car guy
0: did i sorry did i answer your question Was i that?
1: think you did i think yeah. you did did you answer? Did you answer my question? I don't
0: even remember the question. <laughs>
1: okay. The question was mostly just about like what is it about the actual act of car like like design like tinkering and like doing that. So yeah, you may or yeah. more or less answer. Yeah, it's my just question. fun. It's I, fun. It's just fun. It's fun and it distracts you from the inevitable heat the heat death of the universe. Exactly. Hell yeah. Uh not only are you a cars guy, a lot of people probably also know you're a movies guy. Mm-hmm. Any favorite cars from movies, any movie cars that really stand out to you? And you're like, fuck, if I get my hands on that, I'd be a happy camper.
0: Yes and no. Okay. Um, there's obviously one of the big ones is the Mustang that Steve McQueen drove in his movie Bullet.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Huge. huge, One of the most famous movie cars of all time.
0: Yeah. 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 So that's that's pretty cool. Pretty cool car.
1: Have you gotten anywhere close to that one or is that on the bucket list?
0: Um, in terms of, oh, like, owning or, like... Or what, even just uh, driving, driving or
1: just being near it.
0: Well, my dad had a Mustang very similar to the Bullet Mustang. Okay. It was a couple years newer. Okay. um, But it was still, like, a 60s Mustang that was kind of hot-rodded and drove that a little bit. That was a fun car. But, I mean, yeah. one thing you kind of learn with those old, like, 60s muscle cars is yeah. they're kind of giant pieces of shit. Like, really? Yeah, they kind of suck. Why? Uh, they're just heavy and, like built on i don't know they're just heavy and they're they're not really cars have come a long way in 50 years they don't drive very well sure they're not the most comfortable they don't handle very well
1: oh yeah i can imagine that i mean power steering has literally just made things you can do in a car yeah. within the last like 20 years 30 years like insanely better
0: yeah yeah oh yeah so they're 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 cool they're, they look great you know, sure. but there's this whole cottage industry that's sprung up where basically people will take like an old Mustang and there's entire companies out there now, like in the Midwest, that build new chassis from scratch that you can just drop the body on. Oh shit. So you'll have a, a modern, you know, a chassis that's designed to modern standards with modern suspension geometry designed to accept modern suspension and tires and chassis
1: for motors. maybe anyone who doesn't know is what just the not body part of a car.
0: Well yes, well for those old cars, th- those were generally what's known as a body on frame construction. So okay. you, you had a body, which was like a steel or an aluminum body that was the thing that, you know,
1: you look at basically. You look at,
0: yeah, and that was that had the seats and the interior and like, you know, the everything that was inside and outside the car that you'd look at. You yeah, know? absolutely. And then it had the the frame, which was the structural part of the car, which was basically just a, a square it was just, or a rectangle made out of steel tubes that had that held was a cradle for the engine okay. the transmission the axles um you know all the stuff that held the wheels on and made sure that the car stayed you know it, it didn't twist as you were like going down the road or sure. like hit a bump or whatever that you know so it was uh it was like the you know the frame so it structural part of the car and the body just kind of bolted to that that and right. gave it you know made it look nice.
1: It was basically yeah, it was two pieces thrown on top of each other. Yeah,
0: bolted together. Yeah. And uh, then a little bit later this, you know, there were a few car companies that started doing what was called a unibody construction, which is where the car and the chassis were one piece of bonded either aluminum or steel or whatever and the suspension and the engine and everything would mount to the body that was also the frame
1: gotcha okay
0: um so that's the kind of two two different schools of thought there aren't very many cars nowadays that are still body on frame trucks are still like that because you can make a frame much stronger than like a bonded body okay um so most trucks are still a body on a frame and the frame is what's actually supporting all the weight and all sure. the, the engine transmission axles running gear whatever gotcha okay um and some SUVs are still like the Toyota 4Runner is a is a body on frame SUV. Okay. But like a, you know, Subaru Outback, that's that's a just a unibody. That's a
1: uni thing. It's basically two pieces that become one piece basically.
0: It's just one piece that everything bolts to basically.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. What other movie cars do you like? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, another movie car that I like is, uh, have you ever seen ghost dog way of the samurai? Oh Jim, yeah. Jim Jarmusch. That's
1: a great movie.
0: Yeah. So the, the car that ghost dog steals in that movie with his sweet little like remote control, you know, uh, where he goes I like, don't
1: remember Whoa. the specific car, but I like, I know the, I know the part of the movie you're talking yeah. about. What is that?
0: He steals this 90, 90s Lexus called a Lexus GS 300. Okay. Um, that.
1: I think my grandpa used to drive a Lexus GS 300, to be honest with you. Hell yeah. Shout out to Jerry Marger for that one.
0: Shout out to Jerry Marger. You got got sweet tasting cars, bro. He's got
1: fucking swag when it comes to Lexus cars.
0: You and Ghost Dog. I
1: would love Jerry Marger and and Ghost Dog to be balling out in a Lexus GS. Both two of the quietest people who have ever lived. Ghost Dog, like, take a right. We're going to Buffalo Wild Wings or some shit, and they're just hanging out at Buffalo Wild Wings.
0: Yeah, that Lexus that he steals is a... It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool car. What about it? Um, it's a Toyota. I'm a big Toyota guy. Okay, nice. So Toyota for, or for Lexus. For those who don't know, is just the luxury Toyota's brand. Luxury brand. Yeah. they're all. It's all you know. Toyota and Lexus are the same. It's just Toyota. Um, but Toyota markets Lexus in the United States as like you know an, a nicer version of Toyota. Sure. Um, same thing
1: with Acura and yeah, Honda. Honda. Yeah. yeah same. Yeah. Same exact.
0: Cadillac, thing. Chevy, Ford, Lincoln. Classic. Um. You know.
1: I that's... used to be so into Cadillacs, dude. Yeah. Are you a Cadillac guy? Where do you stand on those?
0: I'm not like the biggest Cadillac guy, but there are some Cadillacs that I really like. When yeah.
1: I was I was like late middle school, early high school, I thought mm. like a black Cadillac coupe de ville with, oh, with yeah. like a like no cloth top, uh-huh. like just like a metal frame. Uh-huh. I thought that was the sickest shit in the world.
0: Hard top coupe de ville. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I thought yeah. that was so black. fucking sick. Just all basically all black.
0: Yeah. All black, black, black or black, red? like red interior oh i never interior. thought
1: about a red interior but that yeah. sounds dope as fuck
0: yeah cadillac made some baller red interiors too, yeah especially that sounds on nice. like those like 50s 60s cadillacs like, 100
1: that's that is exactly i thought that was the coolest shit in the world yeah when i was like 14 and 15 i'd st- i mean still i'd take one now yeah oh know? yeah yeah fucking nice yeah um those are boats yeah i've never like gotten to dri- like drive one but i've like seen them like being driven around mm-hmm. it's like you gotta do like a full like full wheel turn just to take like a slight right like those things are massive
0: yeah yeah it's amazing
1: what do you think about like luxury car like a luxury car that's like not a sports car like a rolls royce or like that kind of thing are you like into those or do you think those are silly
0: i would love a rolls royce okay personally
1: let's go i think they're sick too like i would rather drive that than like a lambo or something oh yeah
0: yeah absolutely yeah same yeah and one of the reasons I say that is I've seen I've seen upskirt of a bunch of Lambos.
1: <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking I've seen gnarly. fucking hairy Italian cuter, dude.
0: <laughs> you know it's it's, what's gnarly. what's hiding underneath that Prada dress is not what it seems. It's
1: not what it seems. Yeah damn, no. there's a lot of work being done on top so that you don't look underneath.
0: Yep. Damn. I mean, not all Lamborghinis, but most Lamborghinis are gigantic piles of shit that wow. are like kind of thrown together. And, and Ferraris too. Like, really? Not all of them, but most of them. The ones that they make their money on are they're just huge. The profit margins on those cars are fucking enormous. Wow. They've created this image. They have their market. People are going to buy them just because they're like, you know, to flex and they're like, but underneath the cars, like from a mechanical standpoint, aren't that much different from like a Ford Fiesta. <laughs> wow. Like they are don't get me wrong right. they are but like but comparatively but comparatively for the amount of money that you're paying you know like ford probably has like let's say you buy a fiesta for you know fifteen thousand sure. dollars ford's cost going into that fiesta is probably like seven thousand okay. dollars so it's so like 50 percent profit margin Sure, yeah you know a lamborghini huracan whatever is let's you know it's like 160 180 thousand okay. dollars probably cost them 60 grand to make really A so they're con. making 100 grand basically
1: yeah. on that yeah. car
0: yeah and then you go up to like the Aventador, which is like the next step up those are like four hundred thousand dollars. probably cost them 100 grand to make that car damn
1: wow yeah. i didn't realize that to be honest with you
0: yeah so it's like they're just and they, they have some models of those like special ones that they put their D into you know and sure. they like give to journalists and they give to like race car drivers to like right. pump them up you know yeah but like the basic ones aren't that special
1: kind of rocking my world right now a little yeah. bit. Like, in a way, I mean, listen, I would, I, I, I don't have any aspiration to own a Lambo, own mm-hmm. a Ferrari or whatever. Like I said, I'd rather drive something like a mm-hmm. Rolls-Royce, something like a Bentley. So, you yeah, know? To your, so to your point, yeah. like
0: Rolls-Royce, Bentley, those cars are designed for, talk about a goal. Those have sure. one singular goal, just total, okay. which is to be the most luxurious, comfortable, comfortable yeah. quiet place to be so that you don't even... Like if you close your eyes, like you you couldn't even tell you were driving. Damn, you know that sounds so nice. Yeah,
1: yeah, that fuck, man. Have you ever, have you ever had the privilege of being in one of those bad boys? I have
0: had the privilege of being in a Bentley and a Rolls Royce. Okay, a Bentley Flying Spur, and a Rolls Royce Phantom, like two thousand, I don't know, like twelve or something like that. Okay,
1: and what was it like? Sensory deprivation in the sense of like you just were it was just you in the car and just going solo. Oh, it was amazing. Damn. Yeah.
0: And and Rolls Royce has this like three inch thick wool that they line their like that's the carpet. Oh, really? Yeah. So you can take your shoes off and like kind of bury your toes into this like thick wool. Damn. It's so fucking luxurious. It's like (laughs) it's just amazing. And I love it because it's different. It's so different than so many other cars. Like you know to have this yeah this bubble basically where you're just like you know the, the there's the saying that it's like you know rolls you don't buy you don't buy a rolls royce to drive it you buy a rolls royce to get driven around in it sure know? yeah and it's like it's so true you Damn. Know? it's it's a carriage
1: it's not dude that's what i that's exactly what i want man is Hell someone, yeah. someone just someone just get in that front seat let me lay down in the back you know feel the fur maybe like put some like chiffon you know around uh-huh. me and just fucking zonk that's what i want
0: no, you need a Rolls-Royce, my man.
1: That's what I need, man. If someone out there listening can hook me up with a Rolls-Royce in L.A., let, let's talk.
0: I'll start a GoFundMe. <laughs> Thank
1: God. Can we Thank get all
0: God. the all the listeners in? Just throw in a couple bucks to get Noah a Rolls-Royce. If
1: all the listeners of this show throw in $5... $5,000. We, <laughs> we will be hundreds of thousands of dollars away from our goal. That's what I'll say. How have your interest in cars, You're working on cars... And just your love of cars in general, how has it impacted or influenced your life, either in an artistic way, a personal way, mentally? I'm just curious. Maybe it hasn't. Maybe it's just in the past of your life. But I have to imagine it has to some degree.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah.
1: How, how has it?
0: Um, I mean, I don't know. Kind of you can you can say it's imp- impacted my life in kind of every way imaginable.
1: Sure. <laughs> okay. In, in the sense of like... Good and bad. Good and bad. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, you know, every... Every dollar it's, earned yeah. goes into that car. It's
0: sucked a lot of money. It's sucked a lot of time. It's you know like gotten in the way of a bunch of commitments, but it's also like opened up a bunch of new opportunities. It's introduced me to a lot of people, you know, that are sure. like my friends that I might not have met if it weren't for a shared interest. Oh cars. sure, yeah, I
1: forgot. I forgot about that um, social aspect. I'm sure there's a, yeah. whole, there there's
0: a at, whole there's a whole community. Yeah.
1: Of, there's a whole world out there of cars
0: and and sub communities and little like sure. groups of all different people that are interested in totally different aspects of of cars like it's it's a huge world of cars and there's so many i mean that's honestly one of my favorite parts about it is the the social aspect because there's so many different people who are interested in all these different cars because there's so many different cars and they're all interested in them for different reasons you know so you have these little groups that'll form of people that are interested in like french cars you know like citrons and like you know Fiat's. Sure. Or I guess Fiat's I was Italian. Just Italian. Yeah, Yeah, but like Citroens and like
1: uh, uh, I didn't even know that French made cars to be honest with you. Like yeah. I had no idea. I've I'd never even heard of a Citroen before.
0: Yeah, there's like uh I'm th- I'm trying to think of the other one, the Peugeot, you know.
1: What are the, what are those equivalent to? Like in a like a more well-known variety, do you know? Cuz I don't I literally have never heard of a Citroen before.
0: Uh I mean they're kind of like, you know, Fords and and uh Fiats and
1: Wait a minute, wait. Um, hold on. Wait, this might be blowing my mind. Are you talking about a Saturn?
0: No, Citroen. <laughs> C- <laughs> no, not, not. I thought you not were saying Saturn.
1: Saturn like in a fancy way, and you're fucking with me for like <laughs> a sec. Wait, how no. do you how do you spell that? C
0: I T C I T R O E N
1: R O E N Citron. Okay. R Yeah. Okay, I've actually I've seen that insignia before. Okay. Yeah. I really thought you were fucking with me for like half a second. You were like, oh, Saturn, (laughs) Saturn, Saturn, Saturn. Uh, But let's actually get to the real fucking reason that we're here today, because we're talking about a very specific car. Some would say maybe the most luxurious sports car you can have. some Some may say. Some may say. Some may say. We're talking about the Porsche 911. Yep. What is it about the Porsche 911 that makes it your favorite car?
0: Let me start off by saying that it's my favorite car. And by car, I mean it is a passenger car designed to go on roads. Okay. I passenger
1: have... car designed to go on roads. Yeah. As opposed
0: to... Like a truck.
1: Like a truck. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. goes off-road. Yeah.
0: Got you. Yeah.
1: Okay. Because so. you are a man who yourself who has multiple cars. Yes. And a Porsche 911 maybe is the crown jewel of those cars?
0: Yeah, and it's also the one that I you know, that it makes my makes me pull my hair out the most, I would say. <laughs> sure. But I love it. I mean, yeah, it's it's a special car. But, uh, you know, it's 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 the whole package. It's everything. It's all it's all. I don't know. It's, it's got it's everything the you want. It's everything I want and everything that drives me crazy all at once.
1: And maybe that's part of the reason why you like it, too, is because you can always be working on it and always improving it. Exactly. Damn. So in your collection, you've got the Porsche 911
0: and it's infinitely rebuildable.
1: It's okay. Slow down, Rosa. It's infinitely rebuildable. Yep. Break that down for me. What does that mean it's infinitely rebuildable?
0: So, in order to to kind of dissect that, we're going to have to back up to
1: Scratch! <coughs> to
0: 1964. All right, we're here. The dawn of the 911. Yeah,
1: the dawn of the 911. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, Porsche design or Porsche decided that the 356 was uh was neat. It was a cool car, but it was still based off of a Volkswagen beetle so it drove kind of like a sporty beetle which means that it drove kind of like sporty shit
1: sure okay <laughs> classic classic yeah sporty um, shit is my favorite member of the shit girls by the yeah, way yeah sporty shit sporty shit
0: baby yeah. shit, shout scary out, spot, shit scary shit shout out to sporty shit <laughs> yeah um, but we're the, back in 1964
1: we're in 1964 so we can't be saying words like that <laughs> <laughs> we gotta keep it clean for the folks of 1964
0: oh man um so, Porsche was like, all right, 356 is cool. People like it, but we need something that's. that's we got to soup be, it up. We got to do a little bit better. So, they kind of they made it a little longer. Um, they made, you know, they redesigned the body a little bit, but they kind of kept, they, they put in a bigger engine. But they kind of kept some of the, you know, the suspension and some of the other stuff very similar. Sure. Um, but they just made it handle a little bit better, made it a little bit faster. Um, made give you know gave the interior a little bit more room. Okay, um, it was still still a small car. Right, but it was you know they they made it a little bit bigger, a little bit comfier. Sure. Um, and yeah, and then they were like, okay, this is pretty good. Um, and people really liked it. They were like, wow, this is fucking awesome. Like this car's sweet. Like people were buying them and you know racing them in little autocross events. Yeah. And, um, to back up even further, like Ferry Porsche, the reason why he designed the 356 and built the 356 is because he was looking for a car that fit his goals but he couldn't find any. Sure. And those goals were basically to have a lightweight, you know, kind of sporty car that you could use every day. That was a that was reliable and that would, you know, could you could take on a long road trip. You wouldn't be tired by the end of it. You could throw some bags in, throw your wife in, throw sure. your kid in the back like, you know, and then on the weekends you could take it to the little autocross event and do your little time trial race and like, you know, it, it would do everything. Right. Um, There were other cars that fit that purpose that existed back then, but they weren't good enough okay. for him, you know? So he kind of had to like do his own, Yeah. do his own thing. Just
1: the thing that doesn't exist that you want, you have to make the thing that you want to exist.
0: Yeah. And it also helped that his dad, like, you know, was made the Volkswagen Beetle. Right. Like, exactly. So like, yeah. hundred yeah.
1: percent. It's kind of like how Jeff Bezos, you know, Amazon was kind of fuck, uh, fucking floundering, and he was like, "Well, my dad can just give me a million dollar loan to save my company out of this garage that we're in, and now we're uh, being now we're watched in space, by them. Baby. Yeah, now we're in space. Everyone's racing to space, and now we got Alexis and Echoes in our house listening to us. Which is
0: listening to this.
1: Listening to this, being like, this This episode fucking sucks. Just being like, what the fuck am I doing? Why can't I listen to any other podcast? But I asked Bezos specifically to pre-program Alexa's and Echoes to play this episode.
0: Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Quick Are Jeff you, plug. You going into space with that guy? Hell no. Hell no? No. Why I mean, not? if I do, I'm kicking his ass pulling the rip cord or something i'm oh, sacrificing damn. myself
1: kicking his lily white ass in space
0: yeah oh yeah i would have a zero g fight with jeff bezos <laughs> would you
1: yeah absolutely i'd spin on his head and yeah. fucking make see myself so i can look at a reflection while i'm kicking his lily white ass
0: i kind of want to like slit like one of his appendages and then drown him in his own blood like <laughs> like make a pool of like floating space blood and like kind of just like
1: that's crazy. <laughs> That's insane that you just said that to me. I think I was just going to, you know, beat him up classic style or whatever, you know, maybe do like a like some sort of like tech in finishing move on him mm. if I'm really feeling it. But I didn't I never would have gone for the blood thing, but hey, different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And when I say they're infinitely rebuildable, it's Porsche is so dedicated to the 911 that they make parts you can still buy parts brand new from Porsche for almost any year 911.
1: Holy shit, wild!
0: So like it's like the it's like an infinite Lego
1: set almost. Yes, Damn. Yeah.
0: And and they something like eighty percent of all 911s ever sold are still on the road today, or I like think still I drivable. Have
1: that. It's a Canadian study. I didn't read this because I wanted to get on with it. But a Canadian study in 2011 revealed that ninety-seven point four percent of Porsches. And the last 25 years are still on the road. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, people just
0: and like 80% of all time are like still on the road.
1: It's fucking insane. Yeah. People just buy one and then just keep rebuilding it so that it's always the newer car
0: more or less. No, just so that it's always like all the parts that normally wear out like that they just replace them, you know. Got you. And they're they're thoughtfully laid out enough and they're easy the older ones are at least the older ones are easy enough to work on that it's easy to change out stuff if it wears out. And it's like, there's there's kind of no point in right, you know, really like doing anything different. You just kind of re- if part wears out, you just replace it with another part and you throw it back on the road and you still have your car. Damn, you know,
1: wild man. So you probably there's probably like old ass Porsches, oh yeah, 911s that just have the newest parts uh-huh. driving around right this second.
0: Yeah, and so there's some guys like that have you know two, three, four, five hundred thousand miles on their 911s that they've just been driving for years for years Damn. you know, is something... that you is that going to be you no my car is 147000 miles though
1: oh shit all right yeah. because you got got you got you kind of had a little extreme makeover home edition yeah. type situation with yours talk about your history cuz you actually you own a Porsche 911 i do talk about your history with that when did you get it what what led up to that whole situation then how how has it been having the car now
0: so I bought that car in 2017, um, and the lead-up to that was like, you know, I'm into cars. I like cars. I've always kind of kind of followed in my father's footsteps a little bit <laughs> okay, in that yeah. I was buying and selling cars and fixing them up and sure. trying to find, like, what I liked, you know? And, like, the thing I realized was that a lot of cars were just, like, kind of giant pieces of shit, you sure. know? Sure. Like,
1: <laughs> I mean, that's kind of... It, when The more you get into something, you kind of realize... Man, everything is just sort of like a three out of five, ultimately, at the end of the day. And then the top tier of stuff is like a four out of five. And then that select few is like really what you're after. You just keep pining for that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even matter if it's a car or whatever. you just chug
0: through three out of five to get there. Yeah, exactly. And and it's like you just swim through it endlessly. Because every once in a while, it's like you're you're fucking gambling. A hundred percent. You'll just be like sitting there, and you're just like chugging through all the mediocrity. And then it's like, oop. Like, there you go.
1: (gasps) Exactly. It's the same thing with jazz. If you're trying to listen to fucking, you know, if you got that one album and you're like, that's Mm -hmm. the Holy Grail or the Mm -hmm. one movie or that that select few. And you're like, the reason I'm watching all this stuff or listening to all this shit is so that I can find the next thing yeah that's that crown jewel or another like feather in my hat basically so exactly is that what was did you know that the 911 was that next thing or did you slowly happen on that was it always an aspirational vehicle for you what was that situation like
0: well i think that like in the zeitgeist of cars if you're a car person porsche is held on this p- pedestal of being so important and so like like not many people car people dislike porsche sure let's just say that they're they're kind of universally regarded respected yeah sure you know i mean some people won't like you know don't like the cars for whatever reasons but like if you're a car person there's probably a porsche out there that that at one point in time you've thought about owning sure you know okay um or would be like oh i'd I'd like to have that car like that's a cool car like you know i like the design of this car I had friends that were into BMWs. I was like driving old BMWs and realized like old BMWs are the biggest pieces of shit ever. Really? Sorta. Of. Even as a German piece, of, like a piece of German engineering, because
1: aren't those things usually like pre stacked?
0: They were decent, but like like everything, like BMWs had like they're they're good cars and they're not so sure. good cars. Like now they are they've kind of gone up because they have like the look. They've gone up so much in value that I just think it's insane. So if you're out there and you're thinking about getting like a 1980s or 1990s BMW, don't fucking do it.
1: Damn. Okay. Yeah. Wow.
0: I had some BMWs, had friends that had BMWs. Like BMWs look really cool. I think that's the thing that like people like, especially 80s BMWs, they like look fucking sick. Yeah, they have
1: that real, it's like a, old look that feels like it never goes out of style. Exactly. Like a very classic look of like a sedan. Yeah. Or maybe a coupe or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And they nailed it. You know, like BMW kind of nailed it with their, from the 70s through the 90s, they had some really iconic looking cars, you know? Sure. And they also had some clever marketing too. And like, they kind of established like their brand, you know? And and they did make good cars. Like they had, they were very successful race cars that were BMWs that won lots of races. And they kind of, you know, let that technology trickle down into some of their streetcars. Um, but at the end of the day, like BMW is a company. They're trying to make a profit. Sure. They're going to cut corners. Like, you know, there were cool cars for the price. Like BMWs, like when I got into cars, you could go, like I bought a 1987 535 BMW for 800 bucks
1: in what? high school.
0: Yeah. For real, eight hundred
1: dollars for, for the whole thing.
0: Yeah, for eight hundred bucks for the whole thing.
1: Holy shit!
0: And it was it was a piece of shit. You know, it was yeah. like had like some tears on the seats and like the paint was kind of faded, but like Damn. it ran and like drove and like wasn't in terrible condition. You know. Sure. You fixed
1: it up. Yeah, fixed yeah.
0: it up a little bit. Well, like sorta. As much as you can. <laughs> that one was more of like a fuck around car. Like, okay. I like. Yeah, I don't want to get into that car because okay. it was it was a mess. You do, some, do some,
1: evil did some evil things in that car. Did some evil things in that car. Absolutely. Maybe that's if there was a Patreon for the show, I'd ask you to talk about that on the Patreon. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Paywall all would. that shit. I would. And I,
0: I'd get some pictures. Like, I'll just do a Cliff Notes. Cliff Notes was is like I lowered it so that it was basically an inch off the ground. <laughs> put this. Put these massive like truck wheels on it. That, oh, wow that were really wide but with really small tires so that the tires were really stretched over like the wide wheels
1: yeah so you're so, like video gaming this car yeah basically. I was I was
0: like there's this kind of Japanese style of car called bozozoku which is basically where you take a car and lower it a lot put big fender flares on it yeah which are like you know like these things that go over the fenders that make the car wider and then put big wide wheels on it with little skinny tires so that the tires have like this cone like they look like a you know they're like does it
1: look like do you know that car in the simpsons that was like basically just a rocket do you know what i'm talking about Uh -uh. and it had like two wheels on the back okay never mind i'll maybe i'll fucking pull it up yeah i'll find a photo of it but
0: keep keep talking about it so uh, like the bozo zoku thing was was like you know i was in high school and some of my high school friends were like oh japan has these like crazy drift cars The bozo zoku like let's do that with cheap cars which were bmws this guy does it look like this no okay sorry <laughs> it's <laughs> literally sick though. for the
1: folks at home it is a rocket with like a <sighs> with like a like a shark fin on the back and three wheels
0: and three wheels
1: yeah it looks fucking awesome actually from simpsons hit and run specifically
0: i i do remember that do you play this game yeah i played that game this yeah, is this, an awesome this game. is one of the best games yeah.
1: of all time
0: yeah yeah it was amazing
1: yeah i'm not uh, i i could never beat the final mission uh-huh. i always ran out of time dude time to mission in video games can suck my dick dude <laughs> they suck so bad i don't know why they i mean i get why they do them because it's like it's like easily a sense of urgency and like a clear marker of things but they suck my dick time
0: would missions. you have would you have remembered the game as much if you if they had like unlimited time though and you'd beat that level
1: i don't know well I would still remember it for what it is, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't have that like that grudge against it. You know, I wouldn't have that like evil thing. i like, I've like watched videos online of people being like the timed missions were impossible. So I don't think it's just me. Yeah. I think there's a whole community of people out there who have a grudge against the timed missions of Simpson hit and run. Yeah. But that car that you could drive in Simpson Hit and run. So went super fast, mm-hmm. terrible handling, mm-hmm. and if you hit it like three times, it would like blow. Yeah, up. it was it
0: was done. It was a big yeah.
1: piece of shit. Uh-huh. And I think there is an episode of The Simpsons that they have that car in. Oh, oh you know what it is? Hmm. It's the maybe you don't give a shit at all, but, <laughs> but it's that one where. Um, It's like they find the homeless guy who's like, "I invented itchy and scratchy." Mm Do you know that episode? No. Okay, never mind. So you're fucking around with this fucking around with this BMW. I feel like I just just absolutely exposed myself as a Simpsons guy big time just now. You're like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. We're talking about my car.
0: No, I'll have to watch it. It's I like the Simpsons. It's a pretty good episode. It's a pretty
1: good episode, but. you're, so you basically you you pimped this car out to the point where it was like I
0: molested it. Yeah. <laughs> you, like, just, like, I, I ruined this BMW. Like, just, was, un,
1: just undriveable. Yeah. yeah, I mean it
0: was. I I made the skid plate for it so that I wouldn't blow up my engine on speed bumps. That <laughs> <laughs> was like a because literally the engine hung so low that like if I didn't make the skid plate, if I would like go over a speed bump, the engine would just hit the ground and like. Basically explode. explode, yeah,
1: bro. That's nuts.
0: So I made this this quarter inch thick plate, steel plate skid plate, that wow, I welded together and bolted to the un- like underneath the engine. And in Oregon, because there's seasons up there, right? You know, there's snow, uh, at least where I was living. The uh, people have studded tires, absolutely. And what that does is it creates these two little ruts in the road, right? Um, and that are about like three inches or so deep yeah um from you know the studs wearing out the asphalt so in the summertime like when i was driving my bmw i'd have to drive like in between those because if i drove in the ruts my car would scrape like on the road (laughs) and send sparks out the back like (laughs) fucking crazy because i was just scraping the you know the whole car literally like two inches
1: dominic Toretto would never
0: no, no never. never I wouldn't I wouldn't be part of the family. you
1: would not be part of the family no. at all. they would even, fucking scoff at you yeah yeah fucking no. scoundrel fucking the opposite gang you're like you're you're whatever the opposite of the family is you're like the lone wolf or whatever you got this shitty ass car skidding around in the snow of Bend Oregon
0: and it was like BMWs were. They were cool, they looked cool, but like I had one, and like a lot of my friends had them. and like i was they would always look better in photos and then you'd see them in person and you'd be like, like geez, these things suck sure like, they're just like just bad you okay, know? like they're just not great, and they never really drove great like I don't know, just wasn't like that into them,
1: so you're looking for you're looking for a car that basically can be your everyday car but also can like do sick as fuck shit, yeah, basically, okay.
0: Yeah, and they feel like there's that not, I can, not a lot that of cars that I can that work can on, on too. Okay, sure. That's something that's like that I can that's e- easy enough to work on. That it's not like, you know, that I'm not. I don't need a ton of special tools or, you know, it's or there's a computer software in sure. order to diagnose. It. So it's got to be kind of older. Yeah. Because older cars are more mechanical. They don't have as much, you know, electronic stuff going on. Sure. Like as, you know, as many computer controlled systems.
1: Well, I always thought was so <laughs> stupid is like you know you got these eccentric billionaires or these guys who just have made so much money and they have like a room full of cars and they're all sitting under cloth or whatever and they yeah, never right. take them out and uh-huh. drive them it's like why you own this this is just like taking up space in your garage basically and it's like they don't care obviously because like they can afford it and they can just afford for it to be there but it's like why have the thing if you're not going to use the thing exactly so silly
0: yeah yeah so silly so i wanted something that i could that would like that I could actually use, sure. Um And I, I was kind of like anti-Porsche because at the time, like it was like, oh, Porsche is like amazing, like they're so great, like they're so good. Right.
1: Like, They've been just kind of overhyped for
0: you a little. Yeah, they were just like I was like, well, they're probably the same as BMWs. <laughs> right. Wrong. Wrong. Wrong.
1: Wrong. That's the huge reverb. Wrong. On that one. I went and
0: I drove a 911. I drove like a 2006 911. It's just a basic, like literally just a base 911. Like just exactly not even a is. fast one. Okay. Like just like. The one that like the cheapest one you could buy, which is still expensive, sure, but like you know in terms of the nine eleven there's there's echelons, you know so this is the
1: lowest echelon, this is the lowest rung of a nine eleven yeah
0: and it, okay. it it blew my mind
1: <laughs> okay,
0: I was like, this is insane, yeah. I've never driven anything like it. It was just unbelievable
1: what 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 does that mean for the lay person who's never gotten in one what what about it blew your mind
0: just the way the tactile feeling of everything, okay, like all the inputs. The steering, the brakes, the throttle, you know, the the sound, the suspension, everything was just better.
1: Just a full just a full, full class above? And f-
0: like a full stop. Like wow. one full stop better Damn. than anything else that I'd driven. And it was all better. It wasn't like it was like one thing was better. like Because some cars, you know, like you drive a Mustang, right? Like the engine's cool. Amazing, yeah. You know, but like the brakes might suck. Sure. You know? But in uh, the 911, everything was better. Every Everything
1: was just a full class above. Yeah. yeah. Like
0: the engine, the brakes, the steering, the suspension. Like everything was was better than any car I'd, I'd ever driven. Damn. So I was like, holy shit. Like what? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. I, like, I need one of these. Guys.
1: Yeah. I got to get, get one of these in my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn. Okay. So then you just, what do you do from there?
0: So I just, I, I flipped a few cars. Nice. Tried to make some money to like, you know, because 911s, they're not, they're not, super ridiculously expensive, but they're not cheap. Sure. Um, so I wanted to get an older one. And this was like right before they kind of took off. Like they, okay. in the last couple of years, they've gone crazy in pricing. Like okay. they've been super trendy. They've gained like 100% in value oh, shit. over the last couple of years. Like it's, they're su- they're much more, like if I was trying to do this now, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. Why, you
1: do, why do you think they've all of a sudden in the last couple of years gone up so much? I,
0: it's kind of like a lot of luxury goods right now. You know, you, like women's handbags that are, You know, rare and like old vintage watches, or like
1: also like the online resale market for shit like that, like really popped off. I want to say like maybe literally like Like right social media, yeah, social media exactly. Like the the supreme resale market is insane. I know a guy
0: from college
1: Uh who would just flip hype B shit uh-huh. and he bought a tesla yeah straight oh, yeah. up yeah it's insane yeah yeah people are just and i think i think that has a big part to do with it as totally. well totally it's so the, the whole sort the, of resurgence of that the
0: 911 fell into that fuck how many years has the 911 been since 65 the 911's been around it's never they've never not sold it for one year like it, there's, every, oh, there's year, all, every year there's, there's a 911 okay you know it's been a consecutive run for that amount of time like it's always been there so at any point in your life all these generations have a nine eleven. Yeah, there's that's like a like, lineage attached to it. Yeah, yeah, that's like that's like their nine eleven. Sure. You know? So like if you were born in the '60s and you grew up in the '80s, like '80s nine 11s were what was cool back then, right? You know, yeah. Those were what were new and like the new Porsches. So like you, you know, then like 20, 30 years go by, you have enough money to buy one, you buy like the one for that. Yeah, you know, the nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, Porsche or whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sure. Okay, that makes sense.
0: So there's that whole factor too yeah. of like you know you've got all these people that that want to buy their, you know, their childhood dream car. Sure. You know, yeah. for a lot of people, that's the 911. You I were would, flipping cars. I was flipping cars. At the time, they were expensive, but they weren't so expensive that they, they, were, out were, they were out of reach. Yeah. You know, like, for instance, I'll, I'll just say, like, I bought my car for $32,000 in 2017.
1: For, a, I mean, that's insane, actually, I think. Like, I yeah. think just, like. You know, anyway, I in my head I would be like, oh, it probably cost a hundred and twenty thousand dollars. No, thirty two grand for 32 a nine eleven. Thirty two grand. So, Porsche so that's
0: less than like you know a new Honda Accord right. or like F one fifty, you know, or like any of these truck, you know, like uh, even a Dodge Challenger. or something. This is a yeah. used Porsche nine eleven. Yeah, okay. yeah. So yeah, Sure. My car is a nineteen ninety six. Okay. It's called the body style is the nine nine three. Okay. Which was the last of the air cooled. 911s. Oh shit! So this is right before they went to the wa- the water cooled. The water cooled ones, okay. yeah.
1: And so you are mainly using your the Porsche the Porsche 911 as a day to day situation. But are you taking it out and racing it? Like, what's your or, or is that sort of in your
0: sphere? I have, yeah. I mean, like, I've taken it to like the you know the racetrack and I've done track days sure which are basically just like you just show up to a track and just everyone drives around and has fun and fucks off yeah you're not actually racing like you'll you'll time yourself but you know you're not racing damn um and the car means enough to me now that it's like i wouldn't race it because when you're racing you know like you're gonna crash you're gonna, people are gonna run into you like you right know. um and back in the day when when 911s were kind of cheap as chips like people raced them a lot you know they're yeah. kind of the the car that if you wanted to get into club racing you'd pick up a 911 because there were so many of them they'd you know, they'd been made for so long, and sure. they had such an established aftermarket, you know, parts situation that you could race them and rebuild them and crash them and rebuild them and sure. keep racing them.
1: Okay. Damn.
0: But I don't use mine for that.
1: You're just, your day-to-day
0: usage. Day-to-day usage, driving in the canyons, you know, like, looking at it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cr- cranking off to it from the safety of your inside just of your house. just uh, I do want to make sure we have enough time to talk about this as well. Cause this, sure. I feel like is maybe there's no way no one, anyone would know about this if they just didn't know you personally, mm-hmm. but talk to me a little bit about how you got involved with workshop 5001 and sort of wh- how that was able to first, how you got involved with them and then be what you do for them and sort of how that combines all of your loves, like or, your main loves into one thing.
0: Yeah. Um, so, for those that don't know, I have been working at this shop. It's a restoration shop, uh, but it's a little more than that. Um, They're kind of like a full-service
1: car. I, I, was, I mean, I was impressed by what they did on that site. It seems like they can do anything you need them to with a luxury car.
0: That's my website. That's your, You made that website? Not sort of, but it's like all the photos on that website and everything, and all the layout and all the words and everything I, I did.
1: So you did everything except the actual, like...
0: The actual behind the code like aspect yeah.
1: of it. Damn, uh-huh. it is really nice. Yeah.
0: Isn't it, isn't it neat?
1: It is neat, dude. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was like, damn, this is slick as fuck. So yeah. that was you. Yeah. Congratulations.
0: Thank you. Yeah. So, so that site is a, uh, I mean, and that shop is, they're kind of like a really niche boutique. Um, car shop that, that they don't like do oil changes and shit. I mean right. they they do for some of your some of the clients that have been there for a long time that sure. have multiple cars there. But it's not like you could just walk into the shop and be like, you know, hey change my oil. Right.
1: It's not the service center at the fucking Toyota dealership. Yeah, it's not
0: like fucking Jiffy Lube. Yeah. You know. The main meat of that shop is people, you know, generally wealthier people sure. who either have a nine eleven or want a nine eleven or a Porsche um sometimes not a nine eleven. But they were they, like, a lot of them come in and they're like, Hey, have this old car. It's kind of a piece of shit. It's leaking oil. Like, it's kind of run down, has a bunch of miles. Like, sure. can you fix it up for me? And uh, the dude that I work with, Marlon, is like, Yeah, we can, we'll fix it up. We'll fix it up. We'll update, you know, the wiring. We'll update the engine. We'll update the transmission. We'll update the interior. We'll kind of update everything, but keep it in the same style so that most people you know, upon first glance will never know. that They'll just think it's a really nice one. Sure. They, they won't know that it's been updated.
1: Yeah, it's like you know, they're kind of the secret plastic surgeons of the Porsche world. Exactly. Damn. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah, so they'll, they'll take these cars that are, you know, they'll come in, you know, leaking oil everywhere, like kind of rusty or dented or fucked up in one way or another, and, and we'll just go through them.
1: Do people usually buy them that way and then say, I'm going to restore it? Or is it usually like they've had the car and it's been... Not well-maintained, and they have to bring it in, or is it kind of a mix of both? It's a mix of both, yeah.
0: Okay. Sometimes it'll, or it'll be like, there'll be a nice one, and they just want it, want us to make it, like, faster. Sure. Or like, handle better, you know, or. Yeah. But sometimes it's, like, a total, like, clapped-out piece of garbage. Right. You know, that's just, like, you know, most people would be like, that thing should go to the, the crusher. <laughs> yeah, that thing
1: know? is fucking trash. Yeah. Yeah. But like oh, I yeah. said,
0: they're infinitely rebuildable. So you can take that car, and you can just buy all the new parts from it from Porsche. Nice. You just put them all – you just, like, throw them all on there. and put you're, some new paint on it, and it's good to go.
1: You're And you're more on the f- film, videography, photography side of things? Or are you actually in there working on the cars?
0: I kind of do everything, You kind
1: of do everything. Okay. Yeah. I didn't actually know. I thought you were mainly just their videography, like, website guy.
0: That is kind of, like, my job description. Yeah. But because I have a lot of hands-on experience with my dad being such a big car guy. Sure. And my own interest in cars and my own car – um, I end up doing actually a lot of work there. Wow. wow. A lot of like des- I do a lot of design work. I work with like a lot of the clients and figuring out like what they want to put on the cars. Um Okay. I do like a lot of like coordination with a lot of the vendors who are building parts, you know, or who were having parts restored or, you know, and sometimes then I'll like if we're short staffed or someone's out or like, you know, we we need another hand on deck, like I'll hop in and do like, you know, put stuff together. Damn. like restore things I've like restored a few things like mirrors and door frames and doors and how'd you get hooked up
1: with these guys in the first place did you seek them
0: out uh no I didn't it was actually kind of like a like a weird chance thing where I was I was up shooting a video for my car actually um because I just like finished something and wanted to do some like testing sure um up in the Angeles Crest ran into uh Ben Stanziali and, oh, yeah. Um, uh, Johnny Wilcox, um, who are some Chapman dudes. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Who were, at the time, working for Motor Trend. Okay, um, and sure. And they were filming a video about some 9-11s on the crest. So I, I like, pulled off. I was like, yo, like, what's up, guys? Like, right, yeah, like, hitting was, them up. It was me and Dustin Titcombe. Titcomb, <laughs> who's, who's been on the show before. Yep. Um, yeah, he was filming. And we... I pulled off and was like talking to him and i was like what are you guys doing are you guys filming and they're like oh, we're filming like these three cars and one of the cars was a car that had been done uh, by workshop and that dude marlon was there like you know representing the car sure so they like go off and i just start talking to him just like hey man like you know that car is awesome right is nice nice work like, yeah that car's is crazy you know and he's like oh thanks and i was like it's, cool that you say that because like normally there was another car there that's like much flashier sure but kind of a giant piece of shit
1: just Um, looks looks dope
0: yeah but just looks dope you know it sounds cool
1: yeah but Um, but the real the real heads out there are looking at looking at the one you're looking at and they're like damn that's that's a good that's a big piece of engineering right there yeah it's just like it's just
0: a lot of detail you know a lot of like a lot of the good details done right sure and uh so i just started talking to him and i was like yo you know your cars are awesome they're super cool um and I was like, he was like, What are you doing up here? And I was like, Oh, I'm shooting a video for my car. That's my car over there. And he's like, Oh, that's your car. He's like, Hey, well we we you know, we've uh we kinda had like our photographer had to leave, so we kinda have an opening for like a photography media guy. Oh wow. If you're interested, like send over your resume. Damn. So I sent over my, my resume and some photos and you know, and he was like, Sure, come on by. Yeah, you start on Monday basically. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, Thank- it kinda kinda just
1: worked itself out then. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it was neat. Yeah. I mean that I mean when I found out that that was sort of like your gig, I was like, it feels like that was designed specifically for you. Like, it's like the photography media website guy who also happens to be like, in my own experience, the biggest car guy that I know in the world. And so it's like, damn. Yeah. That seems like it was like a fucking match made in heaven.
0: Yeah. I was stoked.
1: Yeah. And Marlon, it seems like he's like, from what I could tell about him, he's like, he is, he is, like, a grandmaster, like, car guy, it seems.
0: He's a grandmaster 911 guy.
1: 911 guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there's kind of a bit of a distinction, because he's so into Porsches and so into the 911 that he hasn't really had enough time. Like, he likes BMWs and some other cars, but, like... Sure. I kind of like all sorts of cars. Sure. And trucks. And, and he's like,
1: been hyper-focused on the 911s. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So he knows fucking like,
1: everything about <laughs> these fuckers. Like, sure. just
0: so... Like, just... Bottomless pit of random knowledge on these cars, damn you know? he,
1: to absolutely just build one from scratch. it sounds like if he had to, yeah, amazing, oh
0: yeah, and I mean, so he's a you know he's definitely like a little bit of a nine eleven like sensei sure um and uh yeah, I mean it's just it was just a cool environment, it's in this cool old mid century warehouse in uh you know like west adams l a sure um very unassuming you know like from the outside it just kind of looks like a rundown warehouse oh yeah i thought it was in downtown no it's in it's like near culver city like west Adams, oh like my bad i always off,
1: thought that i always thought it was in downtown la no it's never been in downtown la no
0: fuck man I'm it's like fuck, off jefferson man. i'm fucked
1: up off that right now i always thought it was in fucking downtown la because i always thought you like i'm coming from downtown and i'm like oh he was at work
0: mm-hmm.
1: what were you doing downtown
0: i told you i was eating lunch
1: no, 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 no. You were no, no, no. You that that's different. I'm I'm talking like back in the day, like years ago. When you'd be like, oh, "I'm coming from downtown." I'm like, "Oh, he must be coming from workshop 5001.
0: I don't know. I'd work downtown sometimes. I'd shoot photos downtown. Oh,
1: that's probably what you're. Doing I do. Then. Yeah. I always thought the workshop was downtown.
0: No, but I'd go downtown to shoot photos because downtown's interesting. You know.
1: What's your next car project? You got anything on the horizon, or are you
0: just sort of? I do. What's on the horizon? What's on the horizon is a. It's a project I'm doing with my dad. Nice. It is a. Two thousand and two Mitsubishi Fuso FG.
1: What the fuck is that?
0: Fuso FG?
1: Yeah. All right. So
0: that is a you think it like, okay, so for those of you that are into film, the the, you'll get this. It's like a grip truck. But oh wow. But uh this guy? Yeah.
1: Wow. So So it's it's got a flatbed on the back.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it's like a grip truck, but instead of a box, it has a flatbed. Yeah. And it's it's four wheel drive, so it can go off road. Um, this thing's a monster. Yeah.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: So we're, uh, it's basically like a really tall, short commercial truck for, uh, it was like, I think originally sold to like landscapers yeah, in Minnesota sure. and like people who like use it for plowing and stuff, you know, okay. it's like it's a commercial culture type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we're lifting it and putting on, putting it on like Hummer wheels and like, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> doing some crazy shit to it and like making a nice flatbed for the back um that's going to carry like a camper um basically turning yeah. it into like a kind of a, a bug out rig you know like wow like an expedition mobile that you could kind of drive on any continent if you wanted to
1: on any continent yeah are you taking this thing to antarctica is showing off it to the penguins
0: one of the design goals is that we could fit it in an oversized shipping container so it's okay. the same dimensions the dimensions of the truck overall you could just drive it into a container, strap it down, send it to literally anywhere in the world, drive it off, and it would run on whatever fuel they had. You'd be able to find spare parts for it in that country. Like, it would be, you know, you could literally drive wow. this truck anywhere on the planet.
1: And the and the, I guess the, the the obvious follow-up to that is, why are you doing this? Just for fun. Just for fun? Yeah. It sounds cool as fuck. Yeah. Damn. Ben, I think that's it, my man. Well, thank you, A, for being on the show. Thank you for being on the show.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: And B, thank you for actually being the reason we can do this in person, because I struggled mightily two days ago trying to get my shitty ass two mics set up to work so we could run it through my laptop. Really a, just a bummer, just a, just a complete fucking meltdown, and you came in clutch uh, with the actual Zoom. But I got one coming on the way, so hopefully more recording in person now that Noe's back in LA, Noe's back in the no same Noe's back. Noe's back. Watch Noe, out.
0: Noe's back. Come to be on the podcast. Be on the
1: podcast. Be in my on the podcast. Right around, go out into my front door, steal my mail, like that woman did the other day, where she
0: took some mail out of my mailbox. Really fucked up. No, you gotta get like a like a BB gun or something, dude. Like you just start just <laughs> like just like fucking just a yeah. Nerf
1: gun that I've. Just, I'll take it to workshop like, five thousand and one. Like literally get, get like
0: a little up. airsoft gun just to like if anyone's fucking with your shit, just like
1: just from inside the house. Yeah, just like hey, God, hey, check this out. Just knocking on the door, get them fucking wild up. Uh, is there anything you want to plug before you take us, before we take home?
0: I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. I'll, I'll plug, I'll plug two things. I'll okay. plug the video that I made for workshop about one of our yes. cars that went to Hong Kong. Um, it's called just go on YouTube, search workshop 5001, uh, number seven.
1: I'm going to link it in the description. So you can actually just go to the description. So click on that link. the description. Yeah. Yeah. So, um,
0: that's a cool car that we did, uh, that, that went to Hong Kong. It's kind of like that understated, you know, like to the, you know, to the, to the untrained eye, it would look like just a really nice nine eleven, sure, but basically stock. Um, But it's not like every part of that car has been reworked in some way, but just, just enough so that it like, you can't tell, but enough to make a difference. If that makes any sense.
1: It does a hundred percent. And as someone who doesn't know if, you know, they're nuts from their dick (laughs) when it comes to cars, I watched this video on the website and I was like, this is cool as shit. So you got to check this video out. Definitely check it out in the description. Uh, the other thing I yeah. got to
0: plug is uh, if you haven't seen it, just because it's me and Noah, got to go watch Manther.
1: I was going to plug Manther, too. Yeah. I'll put that in the description as well. It's better if you know as little about that going in. So yeah. I won't say anything about it's it. It's just than me just and Noah it. having fun. It's having fun with with a special friend, with yeah, two with, special with, friends, With two special friends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. One of one one of who is. is. Actually, my special friend, the other who I would never like to see—special, special, <laughs> special evil it. enemy, special mortal enemy—who I don't like very much—and I'll let you decide which one is which out there. Um, yeah. But as always, you can go in the li- you can go keep going in the description. Look at the link trees. There's the my favorite link tree, which is the social media links to all this show or everything for this show: the Instagram, the Twitter at my on Twitter at my underscore podcast on Instagram. You can listen to my other show. It's on the list with Noah and Mason. I don't know what we're talking about yet next week, but I know that we're going to have a special guest, Ryan Kenny. Chicago Boy, comedian, actor. It's going to be a very good show. And then Manther, of course, you can watch that. Ben Massey.
0: Noah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Thanks for being uh, number one.